0: I'm Jess. And I'm Mel. And this is... Chocolate, Chocolate Jam. Jam! You can find Chocolate Jam Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and our theme music is Belgium Muffles by The Underscore Orchestra. Follow
1: us on Facebook or Instagram at Chocolate Jam Podcast, or shoot us through an email at podcast at gmail.com Hi Mel! Hi Jess! It's Podcast Saturday! Podcast Saturday! Oh, oh my god! Because now I have the weekend of a normal human being, so we can podcast Saturday. And
0: yes. also like hang out, which is fantastic! Yes! So we have got so much to talk to you guys about today. It's amazing. One of the things that you wanted to talk about was some fun letters that got distributed around your... Uh, apartment complex recently. Yeah,
1: it's... Look, it it all kind of ties in if you think about it. Really, the theme of today is definitely letters. (laughs) Letters of all kinds. Letters of varying importance and significance. So I thought I'd just kick things off with my little funny little letter story here in my apartment complex. And we can get to some of the bigger stuff that has been happening a bit more broadly later on. Mm -hmm. Guys, we've got to think about how we, like, talk to each other. And how we relate to each other. Because, uh... It's been a little pass-ag, little pass-ag uh, letter aggressive writing. writing. aggressive for who's not familiar passive passive with the... aggressive uh, letter writing for the non-millennials. Yes. <laughs>
0: terminology.
1: Yeah, bit of that, bit of argy-bargy happening in my apartment complex, and it, it kind of started off as a, what, uh, lol, and um, got a bit weird, and is like the current talk of our apartment building, which is quite large. You've... I've been to, I've my place, been like to it's your massive, place. It's right? one of those
0: big, big complexes. And
1: like no one knows anyone. And so it's all like, what is this? Where is this coming from? So a little while back, these letters, like this letter posted up near the elevators, but I've come to sort of find out that it was pretty much like every level. So.
0: Which is nuts, because in those apartment complexes, yeah. you can only access the lift at your level. So yeah. people must have been going some, up and down yeah, the fire escape. Some, some, <laughs> some crazy
1: mofos, crazy angry has been, like, going up and down as the fire escape. So yeah, this letter was um, typed up, and I'm just going to read it word for word. It's mm-hmm. not always going to be grammatically accurate, but that's not me. That is the letter writer. Okay. Writer. It starts off, re your dog on your balcony and noise. To the tenant at unit blah blah blah. It has been frustrating and annoying that you have been leaving your lovely dog outside in such a cold weather all day and night. We have videos and photos to prove this. In addition to such a poor treatment to your pet, your dog has been making noise, barking, that was all in bold, during night and in the morning, which seriously adverse our quality of life. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I get the meaning. We urge you either, one, come up with a friendly treatment to your pet, e.g. allow to you stay inside of your apartment and provide necessary care, or two, move out of the apartment block together with your dog, as what have been doing is not welcomed, all caps, in this apartment block. Pretty fucking aggressive. Still going. We request immediate action, otherwise we will... One, report to strata management and a notice of breach of bylaw will be issued to you and penalty may apply. And two, report to the police re your treatment to your pet. We would be questioning if you have gone through the process to have your dog stay at your apartment legally. You will need notify the, stri- the strata management and an approval is required prior to that. As mentioned above... Photos and videos are recorded for both day and night. Your prompt action will avoid further trouble to yourself. Regards, your neighbour. So that was just like there one morning. (laughs) And we're like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, I've not heard a dog. Yeah, cool. So, and the tenant at unit blah 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 is suggesting that it's a unit on our level. Yep but I haven't heard anything. so I, I don't really know what's going on. Um, it's all very strange. They were up for a while and then I think they'd been taken down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was, you know, like, uh, what? Weird. Weirdly aggressive. Oddly grammatically incorrect. Holy <laughs> shit. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Of course, we don't really know who it is. And then sort of nothing happened. And then a few days, probably about a week later, mm-hmm. there was another letter. Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! Meanwhile, this letter seems to be suggesting someone in a unit different to the unit that was identified initially. So I don't really know what to make of that, but it's okay. definitely responding to the, the initial letter. hmm So, it goes like this. It's a bit fucked up, Jess. just warning you ahead of oh, time. okay.
0: Alright, I'm prepared.
1: Dear Neighbours, Re-Breach of Bylaw 1, Noise and by law 16, keeping of animals. I received the above breach today from our strata management. I'm a little shocked as there are a number of dogs in this dog-friendly block, which is why we moved here. Having said that, I sincerely apologise to neighbours that are disturbed so much by my furry family members barking that it led to an unfriendly breach noise. uh, Notice. Sorry, that's me. I can't read. (laughs) I was unaware... She barked more than any any others do and will try my best to stop her barking. However, the notice doesn't give me any indication of what time or for how long she is barking. Is it when I'm at work? If it's when I'm at home, she never gets a chance to bark for long as I bring her inside. In order for me to minimise any barking, it would be most helpful to have more details like the days, times, length of the barking... I'm approachable and a reasonable person, so feel free to knock on my door, unit, blah blah blah, or slip a note in my mailbox if you're embarrassed to knock. My Labradoodle, Anna, is not just any dog. This is where it takes a turn, Jess. My six year old daughter passed away last year from brain cancer, and Anna was her starlight make a wish puppy. So I hope you can understand why I'm concerned and want to make sure everyone is happy. The breach notice said I could potentially be asked to remove Anna from the property. This means my eldest daughter and I will need to leave too, as we'll never give Anna away. I hope you can help me so we're all happy and hopefully you can contact me with some more information so that I can tackle any problem barking. Regards, and have a lovely weekend. Blah blah from unit blah blah blah.
0: Oh my god.
1: So that letter was in, like, everyone's mailbox because the person the, didn't know who... Because
0: the first poster was anonymous. And, yeah. I, look, I have to say, um, you know, if you know which unit, like, because they clearly did because they said in the original letter, this is the unit that the Barking is coming from, mm. why don't you just approach that particular person? You don't need to post notifications all over the apartment complex. And you shouldn't do that because you never know what the story is. You know, you, yeah. you don't know what's going on as as we just learned about that heartbreaking story.
1: Yeah, so I'm basically like, if that's legit, that's fucked up. <laughs> but it's been the talk of the, uh, oh my the complex, because even as, I like, guess, as, as recently as last, you know, a few days ago, I think it was this week, actually, someone said to me in the elevator, I'm like, oh, do you think that's the dog from The Note? <laughs> and I'm like, alright, I can see you're getting off at a different level than me, so... Clearly, it was posted everywhere. Oh my god! So it starts off as like a ha, lol, note war, and it goes fucked up. Yeah, I did warn you.
0: Well, and this is the thing: is when you make something like this public, Mm. it then makes the whole situation public. And you know, particularly in these kind of scenarios where you're dealing with, you know, people in an apartment complex. you don't want all of your shit aired to your neighbours yeah. If your six year old Died you, Maybe you want people to know So that they'll take that into account When they approach you Maybe you don't want to know Because you don't mm. want to have to deal with everybody's sympathetic Stares and concern trolling as, as humans, as, as a society In western society We can be a bit shit in dealing with people who Are grieving and you know, maybe you don't want everybody to know that. Maybe you want to be trying to move on with your life, particularly if you have another child, as this person does.
1: Like, the whole... You know, the first letter, the, the whole tone of it is... You get the feeling that they haven't had any kind of contact about this previously. Like, no, they've you just get the decided that, that, that they're is just the first, make it public. Yeah, that's the first issue... Like the, the, That's the first bringing the issue to anyone's attention. Any yep. relevant person's attention. And it's like really aggressive don't do that if
0: you have a problem yeah particularly because they named the unit so they knew which unit it was Mm. so there is no excuse and honestly if you didn't know which unit it was then why don't you post something like um you know we've been disturbed by a dog barking we live in this unit or you know you can reach us here um if this might be your dog can you please contact us so we can talk about it like that Mm. is the kind of thing that would be appropriate to post So that you can open a dialogue. And yeah, okay, the people that you're opening that dialogue with might turn out to be totally unreasonable and you have to take different course of action. Mm. But you're not going to know that if you don't try first to talk to them like a human being. Find out what their story is. Yeah.
1: This has greater ramifications in terms of like, I don't know, it just seems, you know, because this apartment complex, it's big. No one really knows anyone. Everyone's just sort of coexisting, cohabiting Near each other, and I think it says something about isolation and lack of community, lack of community, and lack of communication within a particular area, and that's a very dangerous thing. And as I said, this is sort of a very small, isolated letter back and forth thing, but there's been some things happening this week that you know, with letters and concerns being expressed, public and letters, open letters, and public letters. Um, that are having some somewhat
0: broader ramifications. Absolutely. So, um, Mel-, Mel and I actually had a production meeting about a week ago, and we mm. decided exactly what we we're going to talk about today, and we were all like super organised. And then this week happened, and we we're just like, well, that blows out of the water, doesn't so it? Some
1: shit went down. Some guys. shit went down
0: to do with open letters. This week, uh, Wednesday this week, the Anglican Diocese of Sydney published an open letter signed by the principals of 34 Anglican and, schools yeah, across Sydney across Sydney, arguing to keep their exemption to the Sex Discrimination Act of 1984 so the Sex Discrimination Act of 90, uh, 1984 prohibits discrimination on the bounds of sex, gender, sexuality, marital status it's very specific in what types of discrimination it covers and it is very much sexual orientation gender identity, intersex status, marital status caring responsibilities Mm. so those are the things that the Act prevents discrimination against under Mm -hmm. the Act, religious organisations including religious schools have exemptions so they are permitted to discriminate on those specific grounds under this specific Act so there's been some, some discussion recently about whether or not these exemptions should continue to be permitted. And, and there's, you know, some movement happening in terms of Parliament and legislation saying, OK, actually, maybe we should remove these specific exemptions. And the Anglican schools have banded together to say we don't want the discriminations under the Sex Discrimination Act to yeah. be removed. We yeah. want to still be able to discriminate. So in this I'm area. just
1: sorry, just as you're saying that. So I'm just looking at the actual open letter now from. Uh, so it's the Anglican Church Diocese of Sydney, and it's been it's, it's been drafted by them, and it's been signed by the other 34 schools and heads of um, various Anglican schools across mm-hmm. Sydney. Unfortunately, one of them also being our old high school, um, yes. which is kind of where this really comes home, touches home to us. For us.
0: Um, and why the... I've spent almost entirely the last three days on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Um, so,
1: it's an open letter to all members of Parliament of Australia. I won't read out the whole thing, but it kind of, it... it Maybe it's just sort of, a
0: bit about the sex discrimination.
1: Yeah, act. look, it touches on, there's been quite some discussion <laughs> recently. <laughs> Thanks, guys. About the rights of faith-based schools and their current exemptions under federal anti-discrimination legislation. The debate has polemicised as the right to expel gay students with little evidence that this occurs and the right to dismiss gay staff members again with little evidence that this occurs. It doesn't occur because it doesn't happen to begin with, i.e. they don't hire gay staff members. But anyway, that's just my little side note there, Jess. So, you know, la 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 la. Lots of things about ethos and so forth. And then later says, uh, and that's not me, I'm not poo-pooing the letter, I'm just, you know, for time's sake. They go on to say later, later on that there is no effective protection under Australian law that, that guarantees religious freedom for both belief and action. This is strange given that it is enshrined in the United Nations International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, which Australia has formally ratified. The current exemptions, however clumsy, in the Sex Discrimination Act of 1984, are really the only significant legal protections available to schools to maintain their ethos and values with regard to core issues of faith. A more general positive right would be far better, but until such time as religious freedom is codified in legislation,
0: the exemptions should remain. So... (sighs) What I want to talk about here is, you know, I mean, you, you've just read the part of the letter that mm-hmm. that is really, really very specific. It says we need to keep our exemptions from this specific piece of legislation, mm. which I find utterly bewildering because they're going on, they're, you know, they're talking about how they want to be able to hire staff that support their ethos. Well, that's fine, but... What does your ethos have to do with sex discrimination, with discrimination based on gender, sexuality, and marital status? Mm. Why is that specifically part of your ethos? So the reason this is blown up for us in particular is because, um, as Mel mentioned, we went to one of these schools. Uh, A dear friend of mine, uh, not from the school, sent me a text on Thursday evening saying your school was one of the schools that signed this letter do you want to get your activist on? Um, <laughs> and just said yes, I do want to get my activist on. Ah, uh, my exact words were "hell yeah." Mm. And then another friend of mine, uh, a mutual friend of this person who did go to the school with me, uh, sent me a text saying, "Oh, I just got this message. What should we do?" So I said, "Look, let's draft a, a letter, in mm. response, mm-hmm. letter in response, an open letter in response, and let's get as many people to sign it as possible." Mm. At the same time that she and I were having this this discussion over text, she obviously was feeling very angry about um, the school having done this and made a post on Facebook with the letter from the Anglican Diocese in it saying, I can't believe my school has done this, basically. That Facebook post generated a heap of attention from other girls who had gone to us. it yeah, is, previous, is a girls school yeah, I um, not students. I'm not being gendered in my language it is a, it's a, it was a girls school from other girls who had gone to the school and you know and so she and I then posted look this is what we're going to do if mm-hmm. you want to participate you know we'll we'll keep you posted on how you can yeah. do this it got pretty massive my friend I mean I'm gonna use names my friend Laura made this post at uh, about one o'clock on Friday one o'clock p.m. on Friday mm-hmm. and it got pretty fiery and, you know, the, the comments were coming in thick and fast. Laura's post was removed from Facebook at, we think, about 6pm on Friday. Okay. Just disappeared. Mm. So, you know, I you can imagine, I'd been getting notifications constantly all afternoon. Um, you know, I had to go and perform life. Mm. Um, yeah. So I left my phone alone for half an hour. I came back to it, went to respond to some of the notifications and mm. they led nowhere. The post had just disappeared yeah we obviously we're not deterred by this rather we were spurred on Mm. i created um I, i drafted the letter and uh created a group on facebook just to gather everybody together from our old school who wanted to sign the letter in response i personally added 18 people to the group almost exclusively from my year group who were people that i knew would like to participate i didn't um, add anybody who I didn't think would want to participate. Mm. Um, Mel, you were one of the people I added to the group. Yep. So that was oh, sorry. It was Thursday. The post was that her post was made and then taken down. Friday morning, I created this group. Added eighteen people to it. By Friday evening, we had one hundred and fifty-five members. When Mel and I checked the group earlier this afternoon, we had two hundred and twenty-four members. Mel, would you mind just checking it right now? How many so, members do we have?
1: Just looking at it right now, we have two hundred and thirty-eight members. members. Call cool. of the group.
0: Of the group. Which so
1: is... Yep. That two twenty four was like twenty minutes ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's kind of the rate at which it's been going since Friday. Yeah, it's it's been a little crazy. This is probably you know, I mean I'm I'm a bit of an activist. I tend to get involved in things. This mm. is the first time I think I've been the Primary mm. instigator or something like yeah. this, and um, it's Which, blowing my mind a bit about how quickly it's <laughs> and going. I just, and
1: I just want to clarify, like, you know, because I think this is important to clarify. I don't think you're actually trying to instigate anything. You're just thinking, okay, this thing isn't on, and Absolutely. I'm going to respond to it. And you drafted. We won't get into what the letter is because it's not yet been actually sent. You know how the letter was put together. I wanted to commend you on that. It was quite. It was pointed. It was poignant but it was quite respectful in nature and i was that was something that i was keeping an eye on in terms of when you're originally saying i want to respond because you know i'm i'm putting my name to this one but if it was going to be you know, something if it, if it was going, which I wouldn't expect of you, but you know, if it was going to be something yeah, vitriolic absolutely. or you know, overly, you know, you want to talk about aggressive angry. letters and stuff, you know, <laughs> angry, aggressive, um, I'm reporting your dog, you know. <laughs> um, I was like, mm, I, I don't think I'm going to put my name to that. It was, it was a little bit getting a bit full on. So it, and it really, I think it really evoked the core values of how school. Actually, interestingly enough, in terms of how you put it together. Thank so, you. That's that um, is very much what was, I was trying to do. Yeah, I know it was very important for you to do. So this is where things get a bit murky. So I mean, I think since then the 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 principal of our particular school and probably some other principals have, you know, made some comments and stuff in terms of responding to the to the outcry after this open letter, because I think there's a lot of, you know, across a number of these schools, there's huge, a lot of former students huge. and family, you know, school the communities response. that are not happy with yes. this open kind of, no, let's keep the exemptions for this, you know, for discrimination. On
0: the basis of sex. Yeah. I just want to say that specifically. Because yeah. And, and maybe now's the time to get into that part of the discussion, Mel, because for me personally, look the comp the the issue of whether or not religious schools should have taxpayer funding and they, they you know given that they have taxpayer funding, whether they should be allowed to perform certain forms of discrimination, it's a very murky one. Mm. But one of the reasons it was so easy to respond to this particular letter was because they weren't, you know and as much as these the letter was saying it's all about our ethos, mm. they spe- the letter specifically referenced the Sex Discrimination Act. So it's not talking about religious discrimination. It's not talking about anything along those lines. It's specifically talking about sex discrimination. And this is where, for me, the issue was very, very cut and dried. It was very easy to say this is wrong because... You know, and, and this is, it kind of even came back to the, the response from our principal, from the principal of our school, talked about how the community wanted to be inclusive and welcoming of all people, mm. regardless of sexuality or gender. And, well, I mean, not gender, because it's a girls' school, but, um, you know, she, you know she, in terms of staff, gender. And for me, I say, well, if you are inclusive of all people, regardless of sexuality or gender, why do you need exemptions under the Sex Discrimination Act? Not any other discrimination mm. acts. I'm not talking about the Religious Discrimination Act, you know, which is a whole other thing. We are talking... To- we are, I don't know if there is a Religious Discrimination Act, but, yeah, we are talking specifically about the Sex Discrimination Act. If you are inclusive of all people based on their sexuality, gender, or marital status, why do you need to have those specific exemptions?
1: And, and what... You know, I just... And I can't help but thinking this comes back... What this specifically comes back down to is you know is sexual orientation and if the 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 potential for someone to identify as you know other than heterosexual um or in some kind of gender non non yeah yeah non conforming way and because that when they're talking about the core values and the ethos that is what is in discord with that yeah because it is that these are anglican schools christian schools and so that that's what this comes down to and 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 really what this becomes is first of all like you said you know where is the line or when is it okay you know, I mean, it kind of calls into the whole the question. You know, is it okay that there are schools that are
0: <laughs> to discriminate against gay people? Yeah. Like, is it okay <laughs> that
1: there are school? I mean, you know, coming from a particular value system that is discriminatory here, but then we're saying like, so what? We don't have religious based schools, or you know, that's 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 kind of one part of this because the the that's sort of the reality. That's the reality of. You yeah, know, that's the reality of religious-based schools. Like, you know, I was talking to a young woman who's like, "Oh, when I was at, you know, such and such Catholic school, you know, in northwest or whatever, you know, I wanted to have like a, you know, I wanted to have a queer alliance, and it like never went anywhere. It's like it was never, you know, yeah, it's not look, gonna I happen." Mean, thing, I mean, I don't know. Like, and I, I, here's the
0: thing: when we were at school, I specifically remember somebody asked the question, "Could they take a, a girl to the formal?" And this, this is the thing. That specific instance wasn't about sexuality. The person she wanted to take to the formal had previously attended the school and didn't anymore, and she wanted to bring them along as a guest so that we could all hang out with them. Like, it wasn't even a sexuality thing, mm-hmm. and the answer was no, you cannot bring a girl to the formal. And this is at the same school. Under a different principle. Yes. Um, I will say that. And... and I,
1: from what I, from what we understand of the current principal, she's much...
0: Much more, more, um...
1: Everything, really. With it? <laughs> I like to say with it. Everything. Everything. Progressive, with it, nurturing, supportive. All of those things. All those things. Human? Um,
0: Did I say that? <laughs> um, but here's the thing. You can't have it both ways. Either you are inclusive of everybody, regardless of their sexuality, gender, you know, gender or marital status, or you need exemptions under the Sex Discrimination Act. You cannot have it both ways. I don't know whether there is a religious discrimination act. I haven't done that research. If there is and you want exemption, you know, you you have exemptions under that act and you want to keep them, that is something that I understand a lot more. I have a lot more sympathy for because you are a religious organisation. But if you issue a statement that says that you include everybody based on, you know, regardless of their sex, sexual orientation, marital status, gender, whatever, you cannot then... Argue with the other hand that you need exemptions from the Sex Discrimination Act, which is very specific.
1: And I think their argument is because they're trying to say they want the freedom to hire people that are supportive of their ethos. And I guess the, this but, but is everything does. And then this is and this is the thing: how much do you need to incorporate the ethos in your personal life to be able to say? yes, I can support that ethos. Or, be able to, or to be able to prove, yes, I can support that ethos. You know what I mean? Where's the line with that? Are we then equating, okay, you need to live the ethos in, uh, according, in order to be able to support it. Or you need to be able to support...
0: But also, what is the ethos? Well, that <laughs> Because if you are releasing statements that say we're inclusive of yeah. everybody, is that what your ethos is? Is your ethos inclusivity? in which case how do you know how do these exemptions help you i mean let's let's look at it another way let's say for example you have a private organization not a religious organization a private organization this organization does not have exemptions mm. under the sex discrimination act Ew. this organization has a culture all organizations mm. have a culture whether it's deliberate or not mm. many organizations particularly increasingly are very deliberate about their culture what do we want to be as a company what do we what are our values as a company mm. as a company you have a right under all of our laws to encourage your employees to support and exemplify the culture of your organisation and where they are repeatedly, deliberately or maliciously undermining that culture, you have a right to performance manage them and in some cases dismiss them. So here's the thing. The schools already have the right to say, this is our, you know, let's substitute the word culture for ethos. Mm. This is our ethos. You are a teacher in our school. This is the way we as a school run our culture. If you are undermining this in your actions, which is what the letter says. Mm. You know, so this is, I'm not, you know, making stuff up or or extrapolating here. I'm using the language of the, the letter from the Anglican Diocese. If you are undermining our ethos, Then we have a right, as an employer, to performance manage you and to possibly dismiss you if you are unable to change your behaviour. So they already have that right.
1: So, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, the issue would then become if the ethos or the culture of the school is based in Christianity, Mm -hmm. and Christianity, broadly, is not
0: Mm. supportive of many interpretations of christianity yes i'm saying very broadly
1: yeah right i'm not going to get into the kind of the nitty-gritties of it but you know the 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 culture or Mm -hmm. the the faith is not one that embraces say homosexuality Mm -hmm. the rights for you know same-sex marriage etc etc well in that case if a person then Yep. who is saying yes? I'm supportive of the ethos. Or I'm supportive of this, or I, I'm I am aware and I'm understanding of your the, the culture of the school and the religious underpinnings of the school. But then were to be I don't know what's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, I want to
0: be not, gay, not gui- no,
1: no, no <laughs> not no, and not, but... no, not even being gay, but like were then you know gui- not guiding other students, but you know say reassuring other students of like you know it's okay for this and. Or, or acting in a manner that is contradictory to that, because they're trying to do the right thing and be there mm-hmm. for the student, mm-hmm. and because they themselves may say maybe you know may not be heterosexual or they may yeah. you know have some kind of non Non-conforming
0: conforming yeah.
1: aspect uh, to themselves, then are they then they're not supporting the ethos. They're well, not. But being... here's the
0: thing. Here's the th- my my response to that is all of these schools not all of these schools mm. our school and many of the other schools have come out and said we are inclusive yeah we are we support everybody you don't get to do that if your ethos does not include inclusion yeah so either what was said in the letter was what you believe and you want to discriminate against people based on their sex and sexuality mm. which i strongly disagree with but i can see that you are making that stance and i I'm going to fight you on that. Mm. Or you are supportive of and inclusive of everybody, yep. regardless of their gender and sexuality. Yep. You don't get to have it both ways. That's spot on. It's You're exactly right. And
1: the issue then is being a religious, or let's just say Christian in the modern world, there are challenges to how you, and I'm sorry for the, the wording, no pun intended, how you marry these different <laughs> aspects... <laughs> <laughs> I just can't think of a better way to put it, but these, marry these different aspects, these different sort of issues. How do, the cha- There's a challenge in how you incorporate the idea of being inclusive and being fair and equal and just across all of these different groups but while espousing that there are particular aspects of, you know, but a you, group you can't. that are, are not wi- or are, are not right or something. Yeah. But that's the thing, yeah.
0: you fundamentally can't. You fundamentally can't. Yeah. And this cannot... is where and this is
1: where it's and it's a big it's a big freaking mess now. It's yeah. a big, big yeah, sloppy big mean, mess Here's now. the thing,
0: there are there are a couple of people who were in my life who have very firm views in terms of, for example, they believe that homosexuality is wrong. Mm. Now, I violently disagree with that view. I find it upsetting. But they stand by that view. They don't then turn around and say, but I am inclusive of everybody regardless of their sexuality. Yep. Now, to, to say I need these exemptions specifically so that I can discriminate against people based on their sexuality or gender, but I don't discriminate against people based on their sexuality. Well, if you don't discriminate, why do you need the exemptions? Yeah. Is what this boils down to. Either you do, or you don't. And if you do, then we'll fight you about that. And And if you don't, then you don't need the bloody exemptions, do you? Yeah, yeah.
1: And what I'm concerned about is there seems to be an emphasis of, no, 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 it's not because we want to get rid of anyone. It's not because we want to expel anyone, or it's not because we don't, you know, we want to fire anyone about anything. It's, uh, but I think it becomes down to more of like a, it's so we don't have to hire anyone on that will make that an issue.
0: Well, you know what? It's the same fucking thing, dude. Yeah.
1: And I just want to say like a lot of what I'm saying is talking points here. I am I the the issue of you know, homosexuality and religion or homosexuality and spirituality and how they combine is a very complex one. Mm. I am I am just bringing up some points about it. I am not in any way saying because I know people who are both gay and spiritual.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? So do I. So
1: I am not in any way. I just want to be really clear on that. I'm not. I'm not. Um, no, you know, we're, we're, ta- we're not we're talking, talking about, about some things here and we're, and we're.
0: We're not talking about people who identify as Christian. We are talking about people who identify Christianity, in, uh, who interpret Christianity to mean specific things.
1: And I'm just, yeah, and even that, like, I'm just saying. I'm just the. I, I'm just trying to acknowledge that this thing is complex and multifaceted, and I'm not trying to put anyone's opinion on it down. I don't. I can't sit here and and speak like an expert about these matters. I'm not. And in terms of where I kind of personally sit with it all, you know, it's hard. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate <laughs> in a way. I feel fortunate that for me. On a personal level, it's easy. I don't have to think about many of these things because the pure fact of the matter is, you know, I'm heterosexual. I've never not been heterosexual. It's Mm -hmm. never been a question in my mind. It's never been anything, you know, and I have an upbringing that was religious-based, I guess. Um, You know, there was a religious kind of underpinning to it, I guess. It's not like a raised in a cult but you know i'm catholic i'm italian and i'm catholic i was baptized you know right and um you know i went to a christian high school like it's not it's not anything where i've had to sort of sit there and go wow you know this thing doesn't kind of line up with that thing what do i do with that having said that there's you know other tenets to faith that i probably haven't you know that i haven't kept up with or i haven't met mm-hmm. um i think that's very common for a lot of people that are that are spiritual in some way but absolutely I, you know, I feel I don't have. When it comes back to this, these issues and all this stuff, I feel that I don't have. I don't have the heart to sit there and go, you know, you you shouldn't be together because of this, and you don't have the right. You shouldn't have the right for that because of that. I don't have it in my heart to to limit other people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Particularly when it
1: doesn't, you know, it doesn't it doesn't impact me, and I don't and I don't as a person that is spiritual and does believe in God, I don't think that's my it's not for me to judge. It's not my I don't get to say if it's right or wrong.
0: Yes. Absolutely. God gets to say
1: if it's right or wrong, frankly. Yeah. And um from my you know, from my perspective or from, you know, the perspective of a somewhat somewhat spiritual person, <laughs> um, I'm, gonna say, you know, I'm gonna sit here and say I'm oh, bloody, you know, a monk or anything but Yeah, and I think, you know, and it's a difficult thing. I just I just don't have I just don't have you but know it, it hurts i don't i don't have i don't have that room in, i don't have that hardness in my heart to to but isn't diminish that... other people like that and and at the end of the day you know what i want yeah like i, I just want a school to be really good at educating and and <laughs> that's what i want them to be and if and i just want the teachers that are the best teachers and you know students should have you know all students should have opportunities to go to well-funded, well-resourced schools. I mean, I think these things, are, like, yeah. I don't know, it just goes beyond religion for me. And and this stuff all seems kind of secondary. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means when you when you then are at a point where you've got, like, I swear to God, I, all I did was go to schools with some kind of religious background, but <laughs> not uni, thank God. But I don't know what it means to, to, to put, like, what's, to put what's things more together. important? What's more, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it all comes together. But... No, we need to have exemptions on discriminating people. It doesn't leave a good taste in the mouth.
0: No. And I think that's what it comes down to. You know, and and I... For me, the point that you made that spoke to me the most in that... And, you know, I'm I'm not a religious person. Mm. I don't subscribe to any specific faith. But I find it very easy to respect people's religious views when they say, who am I to judge you. Mm. You know, when, when a person like you says, this is my faith, this is what yep. I believe and this is what it means to me. And my faith is not about you. Yep. You know, my faith shouldn't impact your right to live your life. Yep. I respect that so much. You know, for me, because for me, that's how I try to live my whole life. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have a religious faith, but I try to live. This is my preferred way of doing things. This is what I like. This is what I don't like, which I understand is totally different from religion. But it is. But yep. I say this: that's about me. Yeah. And you have every right to be a different person to that. Mm. You know, and, and I think that fundamentally that's what's missing from so much of this, you know, and this is what we were talking about in the same-sex marriage debate. This is what it all came down to was why do you have a right to impose your values or faith or whatever it is on a different person, on a person who is not you? Mm. If you don't want to marry a person, if, you, if it goes against your core beliefs yeah, to marry a person it. of the same gender as yourself, well, then don't do it. But do not prevent me, and I, don't, I mean, you know, metaphorically me, mm-hmm. not specifically me, do not prevent me from doing it because you don't think it it's a thing. Because it's got nothing to do with you. I'm not marrying this person because you—because you, of you. Mm. Look, Mel, we could keep this discussion going for hours. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, I think we've, we should probably call it at that point. Mm. Thanks for, for talking to me about this and yeah. sharing, because... Yeah. You know what? Look, I think it's stuff is important, and I think it's important that we listen to each other and are respectful. And
1: yeah, and from a point of you know these these are big social issues, guys, that a lot of people have you know very different opinions on. It's not it's not easy to to sort of come together and come to a, no, you know I mean... a mutual sort of understanding and and you know, a combined, I guess a combined ethos, <laughs> if you want to say that um,
0: but also it's important that we do because these issues impact people's lives yeah, you and know, I rates think... of suiciding amongst LGBTQI <sighs> young people are yeah. massively disproportionate and um, and that's a direct result of, you know not being able to have these conversations respectfully and not being able to respect each other as human beings.
1: Yeah, and I think from a point of like, you know, from a point of social cohesion the way that we, the way that we reach mutual understanding, respect, cohesion, it's not, it's not through vitriolic rhetoric. Nope. It's not, it's not name calling, abuse. It's not segregating into groups and saying you're this, we're that, different. You're bad because of this. You're, you're bad because you're not like me. We need to, we need to hear each other. We need to respect each other and we need to remember that at the bottom of it all, we're all human beings. Yep. And that's something that we do share, regardless of our points of view, regardless of our, you know, our genders, orientations,
0: races, races, (laughs) races, status, all those those
1: things, things. yeah. Um, So, Yeah. yeah. So, so keep having the conversations, guys, but please do them respectfully.
0: I Absolutely. that's what we would say. Yeah. That is, that is the, uh, the Chocolate Jam way. Mm. So uh, this has been Chocolate Jam. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Our theme song is Belgium Waffles by The Underscore Orchestra. You can uh, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Chocolate
1: Jam Podcast. Or shoot us through an email at chocolatejampodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. I'm Jess.
0: And I'm Mel. And this is... Chocolate Chocolate Jam. Jam!